Look for 7 at 7 local streaming news from the Las Vegas Review Journal. Find it on your smartphone at the RJ app or it's available on Roku TV, Fire TV and Apple TV. Download the app and you're ready to go for 7 at 7. You're listening to Vegas Nation. It's Wednesday, which means it's time for takeaways with me, Heidi Fang. Welcome, everybody, to the Takeaways edition of the Vegas Nation podcast. It's your host here, Heidi Fang. And today I'm going to be joined by Raiders defensive end Max Crosby. I told you a couple weeks ago to make sure you subscribe because I was going to have a whole big lineup of guests. Last week, Ice Cube and Amy Trask. This week, Max Crosby. And of course, I'm going to be lining them up for you for next week as well. So check out all these podcasts that we have for free on ReviewJournal.com as well as VegasNation.com. And we are brought to you by the Las Vegas Review Journal and also presented to you by Blue Wire Podcast. As many of you know, Max Crosby is heading into his third year here in the NFL. So we spoke all about that, what it's like for him developing as a player. And also we spoke about his sobriety. He spoke with a former Raider, Will Compton, on the Bustin' with the Boys podcast and came out uh, about being sober. And so I decided to also ask him about that story, what the ride has been like for him as well. So let's go ahead and start this interview off with Raiders defensive end, Max Crosby. I'm joined today by Raiders defensive end Max Crosby taking the time in between right before training camp starts. I hope you're getting some relaxation in Max and thanks for taking the time to join me. Absolutely. Thank you so much for having me on. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, minicamp is wrapped up and I got to admit when I went out there, you're looking lean and mean, man. I mean, what have you been doing in the off season to get yourself geared up for 2021? Yeah, you know, uh, you know, after the season, I really had to look in the mirror and, and figure out what I needed to improve on, um, you know, as far as nutrition, um, taking care of my body, um, the right training um, and just put everything into perspective. So I came up, you know, with a great plan and, you know, not worried about the social media, not worried about what people, you know, what the world needs to see what I'm doing. You know, I just really focus on myself and, you know, I've been getting to a place where, I know where I, I feel best and I feel great. And um, I'm continuing to just work and I'm um, getting ready for camp. I've got to ask you because it's something that went a little bit viral. I know you say you don't pay attention that much to social media, but <laughs> you and Derek got involved <laughs> in, a, in a like hop contest leaps. You guys are going and I happened to capture that moment. And <laughs> I was wondering, is this a regular thing? What was going on there? Was it some sort of competition? I got to know. No, I literally, <laughs> <laughs> it was it was uh, in our warm-up lines. Like, me and Derek, yeah. obviously, we, like, warm up together. We do our thing. And he started – like, I always jump really high on my, like, skip jumps. And he started, like, trying to sprint and jump with me. So, <laughs> it's kind of turned into a thing. But, yeah, me and Derek are just competitive, no matter if it's a stretch line or, bat, like, talking about basketball and things like that. Like, we always, always are keeping it competitive. So, no matter what it is, we just have fun with it and – you know, I feel like the more competition, the better. Awesome. Um, speaking of competition, things are heating up there with the defensive ends, defensive tackles. Uh, there's a lot of new faces out there. Yannick Ngakwe has spoken very highly of you and saying that you two will be like the duo to beat. Um, what is it like, first of all, just to have a guy like Yannick there on the line? Yeah, you know, he's a guy that I've watched from afar from for a long time. Um, even when I was in college, I was paying attention to him. 
Um, and my guy, Chuck Smith, um, you know, he's one of my, my past rush trainers and I've had a good relationship with him for a long time. And he's the one that introduced me to uh, unique a long time ago and showed me his film and things of that nature with the cross shop. And, you know, he was always telling me, he's like, this dude is the best, best of the best when it comes to the cross shop. And I really got to watch him and see what he was doing. And, um, it's kind of crazy how things work out, you know, now we're on the same team. Um, and we've always had a, a level of respect of each other's games that it keeps it really healthy in the room. Cause you know, he's got that helpful personality and I do as well. So I feel like it's going to help elevate everybody around us. And then you add Solomon Thomas to mix a D tackle and some of the other faces like Quentin Jefferson. Uh, what are some of these new guys brought to the table in uh, the mix of the D line? Yeah, I think it's just a new energy um, that that was much needed. I feel like, you know, Quentin has a lot to prove. Solomon has a lot to prove. There's a lot of guys that are that are humble, but also at the same time know what they can do and, and, and really want to go out there and show people, you know, their best football. And I know I'm one of those people. I, I think I haven't even touched where I can possibly, you know, where I can really be in this in this league. And, you know, unique as well. You know, he knows he can be even better. And, you know, everybody just has something to prove. And I feel like that's going to. That's going to be a, a scary combination once we all get out there together. And then I hear when Rob Marinelli's out there and he's just like pushing you guys through the drills and then you're out there and you're really like kind of encouraging a, a lot of the other guys as they're going through the drills and the reps. I mean, how do you see yourself right now fitting in? I mean, it feels to me like you've really taken on a leadership role and are really kind of embodying that. Yeah, you know, uh, that's something that I've, that I feel like I've always wanted to be, you know, even in college, um, I, you know, my maturity level wasn't where it was, you know, at this time, but just as a football player, I feel like, um, I've always had that, you know, leadership quality to me. Um, but it wasn't always there off the field. You know, I was, I was in a different place, you know, now I'm in a place where off the field, I'm sober. Um, I've got my life together. I'm doing the right things. And I feel like I'm now I've established myself, you know, not just off the field, but on the field as well. And, um, I could really step up into that leadership role because that's where I feel most comfortable. I feel like um, I could be that example um, and, and help guys, you know, elevate to where, you know, we can all be at that that level where we're dominating. And that's that's something I've really, uh, really been focused on this offseason is being the best version of me and um, being a leader by example and, and showing guys the way, you know, the way to do it. Yeah, I mean, you talked there about your sobriety, and I heard you speak about it on Will Compton's podcast as well. And I'm just curious, like, uh, for the listeners here, if you wouldn't mind sharing how that kind of started for you, the process of going, hey, I need to get sober to be the best version of me. Yeah, you know, for me, um, you know, I, I, I touched, you know, on this on that show, you know, as well. But it just it got to a point where my life started to become un unmanageable. Um, you know, I was doing you know, doing the wrong things and just worried about partying instead of training. You know, that was my, you know, after my rookie season, you know, I was just trying to do as much fun things as I possibly could do. You know, I was in, in, in situations where I didn't want to be. And it's just like, I look back at it and it's always been a problem since high school and college. I've always had issues with partying, but I've always been able to slide by. And, you know, it got to a point where it was like, okay, it's time for a real change. Like, I have one chance of being in the NFL. I have one chance of living a life, you know, life. You never know when your last day on earth is going to be. So for me, it got to a point where it was like almost scary for me because I was, I was just didn't feel good. And I was, I knew I wasn't going in the right direction. So I needed help. And, you know, it was the best thing I ever did. You know, I'm almost, I'm about to be 16 months um, sober 
Um, and it's like the best feeling on earth. And it's, it's something I like to talk about because I really, I really hope it can help somebody else out there because I know at that time, like having a teammate like Darren Waller and having, you know, seeing other guys that really are vocal and talk about like their real life issues um, that made me, you know, become more vulnerable and just, you know, let go and just, uh, you know, believe in, believe in the program and, and go get help for myself. And it's, it's truly paying off. I know you and Waller are pretty tight because I know you two work together in the studio, you work together on the field, and you've uh, spoken about each you know, other in your relationships before. So, like, how much has he become, like, that support system as well, like being able to lean on each other? Yeah, you know, uh, Waller, me and him, our personalities, we're, he's more introverted, I'm more, you know, of an outrovert. I like to, you know, I'm kind of wild and like to dance and do all that crazy <laughs> stuff, but... Um, we're we're opposites but we really we see um our bigger picture like the way we look at things and i feel like our goals and things are really well aligned so that's why we get along you know um he's just a he's an inspiration for me you know having that guy seeing what he where he was you know um and now being a pro bowler being the best tight end in the in, in football like that's something i want to be you know i want to be the best at my position i want to I want to be in the Pro Bowl. Like, that's that's something I strive for. So seeing a guy do it, you know, he's I think he's four years sober now, and, like, yeah. he's really doing the deal. And, um, yeah, just having a guy like that in, in, the, in the locker room and being able to go to meetings with him, you know, off the field, it's like it's the coolest thing on, you know, coolest thing in the world. Let's take a quick break right there. When I come back, we'll talk more about the upcoming season and some more fun things, fun facts with Max Crosby. Please check out our new 7 at 7 newscast weekdays at 7 a.m. and 7 p.m. Get every bit of local news you need in seven minutes from the Las Vegas Review Journal. Max said just before we left that he's looking to become a Pro Bowl player in his third year in the NFL. So let's continue the interview here and see what actually having an offseason has meant to him been a, a little bit different than last year comparatively when you look at the fact that you guys actually are having an off-season program because that didn't happen last year and the COVID protocols and everything else that the team went through. Um, let's just start with the team angle of it because uh, just this year there's going to be still different protocols in place whether you're vaccinated or unvaccinated. There's different rule sets for, for both types of players. So for you when you start to look at just you know, getting to the game and playing and, and being able to have the off-season program, how much easier or, you know, complicated has it been with all the sets of, of rules that they have on these vaccinations and unvaxxed and all the different protocols? Yeah, you know, it, it's wild. It's crazy thinking about, like, you know, going back to my rookie year, I was just trying to make the team and get on the, you know, get on the field. And now, like, this whole – my second year, all – you know, all the talks are about COVID and you're wearing masks everywhere. You're no fans in the crowd. It's like, it's crazy how things change. So yeah, you know, it's been a, it's been a crazy experience and I've, I've seen, I've, I'll be, you know, be able to look back and say like, dang, like I really had to go through that and things of that nature. But, you know, obviously it's, it's a difficult situation. Everybody has their own opinions and things of that nature. Um, but yeah, you know, I'm just, I'm just looking forward to the season and having things get back to normal and seeing fans in the, fans in the stadium 
I know pressure is going to be something that this team is looking to thrive off of in you know, the games and the seasons and to really elevate what the defense did from last year. Bringing in Gus Bradley, what have your interactions been like with him? Yeah, you know, Coach Gus, uh, he's, he's a great dude. You know, first and foremost, he's just uh, he's a real person. Um, you could really have a conversation with him. And, you know, when I go into his office, you know, 90% of the time, we're not even talking about football. Like, we really have conversations about life and, you know, goals and, you know, things of that nature. And we talk about my sobriety and talk about, you know, he really asked about, like, me as a person, which is – it's just rare, you know, to be honest with the, with the coach, you know, especially of his caliber and being a defensive coordinator. So, yeah, you know, that's, it's been so cool. And, you know, for him, you know, to be in our, be in our facility, it's just like his positivity is something I feel like we really need. Um, you know, I feel like we've, it's been kind of a dark cloud over, you know, our defense and from the media and from everybody else on the outside. And it's been super negative. I feel like, and, you know, for me, it really bothers me, and I feel like I'm a leader, and um, that's something I take personal. So just having a new coach come in with the energy he has is like, a, you know, a breath of fresh air, and, you know, we're, we're, we're fully bought in. Um, and if you're not, you know, you're not going to be a part of it. So that's basically our mentality, and I'm really excited to go out there and, and prove, you know, that this defense is more than enough and we can go out there and win games. I uh, wanted to ask you about what – physically you went through last year because I know that you had some injuries that you played through. You started every game. You did not miss a game, but it's, just tell me the extent of some of the injuries that you played through last season. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, I tore my, I tore my labrum, um, end up finding out like 80, 80, they said 80 to 85% of it was torn or damaged. Um, my hand, my, the hand that I broke my rookie year, i rebroke the plate in my hand so it was basically just like you could see the scar but yeah. it was like it was stabbing into my hand and I always use my right hand since I'm on the left side and it was just I wasn't truly able to really use my hand the way I wanted to so um it was a struggle you know I, I heard it early on in the season and like my shoulder it was bothering me more and more and more and I just went up to the doctor after the year I'm like I need to get this checked out I don't know what's going on but you know and that's how I found out so it's kind of crazy, you know, it's a part of the game. Um, I've been a guy that's always been available and is always health, you know, healthy for the most part. Um, but yeah, you know, it's just, it's just part of it. You know, it's a grind. It's 16 games. We're going to have 17 games this year. Yeah. Um, and my mentality is like, if I'm, you know, if I'm able to play, if I'm able to suit up and run around and, you know, go out there, I'm going to go out there no matter what. So, you know, that's, that's what I play the game for. You know, I truly love it. I don't care about, you know, the money and all that. Like, at the end of the day, if I play the game the right way, you know, my legacy is is going to cement itself. And, like, the money is always going to come if you do the things the right way. So um, that's the way I look at it. And, you know, I'm just looking forward to being really, you know, truly healthy. You know, I've been working all off season on my body and getting healthy and getting right. And, you know, it's, it's starting to pay off. So I'm really excited to get out there and show everybody what I've been doing. And it sounds like you got it all lined up. All the ducks are in the row that <laughs> it sounds like it. Yeah. So, uh, you know, just fans coming back. I have always watched you on the sideline. I'm always on the field someplace, like taking my photos and everything else. But I've always seen you on the sideline. And when you're there, 
you're like raising your arms up you're looking for the crowd you know you're trying to get people involved man and so to you what does it mean uh to have the fans back after playing in all these empty stadiums with like the fake crowd noise all season last year <laughs> yeah you know at the end of the day like we we play the game for the fans you know that's what we do it for we made it to the highest level and what we do it is for you know the raider nation like everybody out there they love it like people's life depends on raiders winning and losing like that's yeah. so for me it's like i went to a school that was in the mac and in, in eastern michigan and we didn't have full crowds at our stadium and you know it was a little bit different like our school didn't you know it was a commuter school so like half of them like football other half really didn't so it was just like it wasn't that crazy environment so for like me like i've always wanted that like full fan base that truly loves what we do and like i truly appreciate that like that's why i do signings all the time and i do like i'll show up to you know show up to somebody's you know workspace and like show love to random fans and things like that like i love doing that because i truly appreciate like everything that they do for us like people go and spend their whole monthly check on coming to see me play football like why wouldn't i go out there and play and put my you know put my everything into it so that's the way i look at it like i truly i truly um love the fans and like i appreciate the criticism and all that you know there's a lot of craziness that goes on you know through social media sure. but at the end of the day it's all love and um you know it just it gets me fired up and part of that fire is going to be the first season in allegiant stadium man i mean it was last year but there wasn't the fans there. So does this feel like it's really the first unveiling of that stadium? And because you guys haven't been able to share it with the fans, does it feel more like the first season in Vegas than last year? You know, I probably shouldn't say this, but I'm going to say it. Like, <laughs> I definitely think this is like our real, our real, um, you know, first season. You know, obviously I feel like last year was a warm up. Um, and I feel like this year is going to be, it's going to be something special, you know, finally get the full effect of, having everybody in attendance and I really think it's going to be a, it's going to be a special year. Definitely. So, and I want to ask you a few things because uh, just off topic, the tattoos I've always been curious about because, um, you know, it seems like you get a new one at least every season, at least one. So what of your tattoos, which one of them means like the most to you right now? Which one is like the extra special tattoo? Um, that's tough. Um, I probably, I, so I got, this is my most recent, I don't know if you can see or not, but I okay. got it right here on my yeah. hand and I got it on this hand. Uh -huh. Um, and it's just like my sobriety date. Um, and my, and it's like the little triangle right here. It's like the, my sim, it's like the sobriety symbol. So, you know, for me, like it might seem a little corny, but for me, I'm a little crazy and I just think it come up. Sorry, excuse my language, All but right. <laughs> I just think of stuff and like, I just do it. And for me, um, it's something I see all the time. Like no matter what I'm at, what situation I'm in, if I, whatever I'm doing, if I want to pick up a drink, if I want to pick up or do whatever, I always, it's the first thing I see is the day I got sober. So, you know, for me, that's just like a little reminder and something that's, you know, without, without my sobriety, I wouldn't be here right now. So. Um, the fur babies, how are you, how's your family pups? How are they all doing? Oh, they're doing great. You know, <laughs> my big boy, Dirk, he's living the life. Leo's crazy, and my little girl, my my girl Brooklyn, might have torn her ACL, unfortunately. Oh no! So she's gonna have to be, you know, getting some rehab on the knee. It's yeah, she's been a mess lately. So we're uh, we figure out soon what's going on with her, but you know, oh. prayers up to Brooklyn. She'll be she's a warrior. She'll be good. 
For sure, man. Oh, that's so. I don't even know how does a dog do that. I honestly, I have no idea. But she started <laughs> panting. She acted like everything was fine. Then she was just like limping around. I'm like, what's going on? Yeah. And my girl was freaking out as well. I'm like, what's going on? We had to take her to the doctor, and I think she like partially tore it or something. So, oh no, it's horribly unfortunate, but she'll be good. Well, uh, I appreciate you sharing all the time with me today and everything. And uh, I, I just wanted to, as a last thing to go to, if you could tell me if there's any rhymes that you're working on and where people can find them. I won't make you rap on the spot. <laughs> no. <laughs> no, you're good with that. Um, so so I'll give you this. Me and, uh, me and my man, Darren Waller, we finally got in the studio and we recorded something. So it'll be dropping very soon. Oh, for real? Okay, so are you guys going to get like a website or something like that? Or is, is it just going to come up on social? Where can people find it? Yeah, so we're going to put it uh, obviously on social media and promote it and things of that okay. nature. But uh, yeah, it's going to be on all Apple Music, everything. So we got, a, we got a hit on the way, no doubt. Oh, I can't wait for it, man. I'm really looking forward to it. And I really appreciate all of your time today, Max. I wish you all the best in the coming season. And uh Thank you again. I appreciate the interview. Absolutely. Thank you. All right. That was Max Crosby, Raiders defensive end here on the show. And again, certainly appreciate his time, his honesty, how open he was. Really appreciated all of the things that he brought here on the podcast to inform the fans about and sobriety again. Uh, I think a huge step for him and getting to where he wants to be as an athlete, obviously. So that was Max Crosby. Also, I want to talk a little bit here about my takeaways portion of the podcast. As I said earlier in the show, I was going to do that this week. And this week, I'm going to talk about a tweet from Good Morning Football, GMFB. It's one of my favorite shows to watch, by the way. Um, they covered the Raiders this week. And in a tweet they put out, it says, for season to be a success, the Las Vegas Raiders must fill in the blank control the ground control the game says Nate Burleson former NFL wide receiver who hosts the show as well now while I think that is a good plan obviously if you control the ground you control the game you control who is on the field and how long you're on it um, you know you keep the Kansas City Chiefs offense off the field you keep the Baltimore Ravens offense off the field great game plan um, when you start looking though overall at the season I really think and this is what I wrote they need to convert more of their red zone opportunities to touchdowns. Uh, overall, the Raiders came away with more field goals uh, than they should have in the red zone in their opportunities, and that cost them some games. And even quarterback Derek Carr went on a podcast recently, and you can hear that uh, with our first and 10 guys. They talk all about it. And Derek Carr said there was just a few plays that the Raiders needed to nail, a few things that needed to be tweaked for them to become an 11 to 12 win team. And I agree. And I think that part of that is converting to touchdowns in the red zone. Uh, other fans, of course, replied and said the defense and, you know, stopping the bleeding on these big third down plays. And another uh, person here says to make like one quarter, one fourth quarter stop on defense, Sean Graven. So, yeah, there definitely are all things as well to keep an eye on. And uh, one of the guys here on Twitter, and I'm going to look because I want to find his name. Um, it is Shashi Jerem. I hope I'm saying your name right. And I hope I didn't butcher that. And he says that for him, it needs to be have the defense go from NFL tenure worst to mid pack. And obviously if the Raiders can get there. That would be huge for um, them to be able to get a defense. That's at least average that can help 
plug up some of these holes that are allowing big plays and to have a formula of success and to play for each other out there, as Max was saying. So something that I'm looking forward to watching this season is how improved this defense can be. So thanks, everybody, for all the feedback on that as well and for uh, writing you know, your thoughts on it. Um, lots of tweets there. So if you ever want to connect with me on Twitter, it's at Heidi Fang, as well as my Facebook and as well as my Instagram. All the same, H-E-I-D-I, Fang, F-A-N-G. Thanks, everybody, so much for listening. I'll be back next week. Use your mobile phone to get seven minutes of nonstop news from the Las Vegas Review Journal. Seven at seven, weekdays at 7 a.m. and 7 p.m.